0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you joining us this week. We got Jennifer Bartlett. Hello. We got Robbie Croyle. Hello. And your favorite Logan.
1: We just said hello the same way.
0: (laughs) Jen's easily entertained by that stuff, apparently. I didn't even notice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I am. It's It's
0: fine. Rob was crushing my hopes and dreams earlier, so I'm just a sad, sad little host today. It's fine. We're all fine. Insert flames around me as I sip my tea. I think I just combined the uh, It's Fine meme with the Kermit sipping tea meme. I think you did. I'm kind of okay with it.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: That seems like a good meme mashup. A meme up? A mash mash meme? I don't know. Whatever. All right. Shortcomings this week. We had all sorts of uh, shenanigans at the beginning of the sermon. If you listen to the podcast, you didn't hear it because I cut it out. Uh, If you watched it on YouTube, then you did see it there was all sorts of shenanigree with the pro presenter and poor old Mike had to keep clicking back and forth between, because one of the slides was on a timer. So the <laughs> slide would only stay up for 10 seconds and then change. And then he'd go, but that's the wrong slide now. And then click back. Um, The, the, the pro presenter was having, it was vacillating. It was vacillating on whether or not we wanted to talk about worship night or family dinner. Oh my it was really funny. I, I was doing... I It took all of my self-control not to bust up laughing as I was watching Rob talk about the uh, uh, family dinner. Mm-hmm. It was really amusing to me, especially because he had no idea what was going on behind him. Right, no. So...
1: Well, and even prior to that, like, in the tech room, Rob usually has this, like, order he goes in, and he kind of was just...
0: He was all over... And, Bouncing. And, and, I, and I so figured out why. Um... He normally has his iPad.
1: Oh, correct, Rob? Correct. So he
0: has his iPad and he's got the announcements like in order with their slides on his iPad.
1: That makes sense. Because Mike Um, was doing a lot of bouncing around before that. And then (laughs) he's like, what is going on? (laughs) And then he had to go all the way up to the top for the.
0: (laughs) But which apparently you queued in that that was going to be a thing so we at least had a little forewarning yes. to know that it was up there
1: i was like uh, uh yeah
0: in the pre-service slides which have timers on them and only right. last for 10 seconds yeah it was
2: and rob can't talk about anything in 10 seconds or less
0: <laughs> i wasn't going to say anything but you know
1: he opened the door let's take it <laughs>
0: I think that, that about summed it up.
2: I mean yeah. I could do a check one two in less than ten seconds. <laughs> and I now he's that. talking
0: longer than text and he's now taking longer than ten seconds about this. So there you go. Proof is in the pudding. Which if you bring pudding, bring it on uh the twenty first for mm-hmm. family dinner where we will be mm-hmm. doing a St. Patrick's Day theme. So make it uh, green. Make it green. Uh, make it so, make it green.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there green pudding already? Like,
0: I
1: have no idea. I don't know. I was thinking you just make vanilla pudding and put green dye in it. Yeah, there might be. In my mind,
0: green pudding went to like mint pudding, and Mm. I feel like that wouldn't necessarily be good.
1: But I feel like that might be it, or pistachio, which
2: yeah, it's pistachio, and it's
0: green pudding. Yikes! It could be good. I don't know if I've had that. There's,
1: yeah. I've never tried anything pistachio flavored other than pistachios. And I just, it feels weird to put it in sweet things.
2: I know not. I recently saw something that was pistachio flavored. I'm like, I think I'm going to try that.
1: Starbucks drinks right now are all pistachio Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah. I'm like, I love pistachios. I mean, they're like crack cocaine to me. Mm. Wow, Wow, that's really serious It's a strong
0: love of pistachios (laughs) Oh man, I could go Or a strong hate of crack cocaine (laughs) No, I'm actually not sure how I feel about this comparison now I could Rob, do you need to tell us about your uh, wayward past with crack cocaine?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your um, deep-seated love? You give me a full bag Yeah? Of of crack cocaine or pistachios? Or or crack cocaine (laughs) Jeez Just this but the pistachio. There you go. So I I I would get like a five pound bag of pistachios at Christmas time and I would take those to work with me and I would find myself just peeling those bad boys open all day long and then the bag's gone. I'm like, no.
1: Oh man.
0: Five pounds of pistachios. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot a lot.
0: That's more than I've ingested my entire life. Mm. For sure.
1: Maybe, yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I don't even have to. Yeah. They were always too expensive to buy when we were kids. There's
0: a handful of times where I've had a handful
2: of pistachios.
1: I do enjoy them.
0: That's,
2: that's probably... Um, Winco oh
1: yeah. has them on sale
2: right now. So, just Winco has everything on sale. do you, No, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pressing on. <coughs>
0: Sweet. Pressing on. All right, so now that we have... Uh, now that we have confessed our shortcomings, our failures... Our, um,
1: I don't know if I want to point out the shortcoming, but Mike and I had a really good giggle for oh, it. Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> you were praying uh, at the end of worship, and you said, let... Oh, yeah. Let our... Let, let the this ar- be a sweet
0: aroma, a sweet smell to your ears. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yep
1: i couldn't stop laughing that's fantastic
0: yeah that was uh that was semi-intentional like i i i was like let it be a sweet smell to your oh no nope. i'm gonna say ears i'm gonna roll with it (laughs) to your ears fantastic that was the inner monologue of logan at that point all right so
1: i always feel bad when i find a shortcoming in prayer because i'm like you know what you do you like you're praying to god i'm I'm
0: terrible at praying though so we can make fun of it it's fine (laughs) bad prayer i'm a bad
2: prayer
1: (laughs) hashtag pastor life
2: Uh, i i thought it was i thought it was amusing but then i also thought yeah i mean it works
0: that was, uh, you know, that's why, yeah, I, I rolled with it. Yeah, like it's it's a sweet smell, it's a sweet aroma. Let this be a this burnt offering be a sweet aroma, right? But also to your ears, God,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like mixing metaphors. Like, have you have you ever known someone to mix a metaphor that just made it better?
0: Yes and no. I've I've heard them where they makes it where it makes it better, sure, and at, uh, times where it does not.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I could go both ways as well.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's uh, dive into some footnoty goodness. I miss Kyle. Let's talk about Moses' seat. <laughs> does Kyle sure. do something? Well, he usually just laughs that I've said footnoty goodness so many times. But it just, nevertheless, seat. The the seat, seat Moses' seat,
2: the, the seat of Moses, the uh, seat of Moses. Matthew twenty three verse two says the scri- Jesus says the f- scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair or the seat of of Moses, and uh, that may be a phrase that we're not totally. F- familiar with. What
0: does that mean? But, I thought Moses
2: was dead. But Why this particular place in the synagogue where the leaders used to sit was known metaphorically as the seat of Moses or as the throne of Torah symbolizing the succession of teachers of Torah down through the ages. Mm-hmm. So in the synagogues of that time, and I don't know if they have a seat of Moses today, but when Jesus, we're told, sits down and he is teaching within the synagogue, we can assume that he's seated in the seat of Moses. In, in our vernacular, it would be the pulpit. Ah, The pastor stepped up to the pulpit. Hmm. And so Jesus is saying that you have these teachers— they are teaching you from God's word. You need to pay attention, but make sure that you don't do as they do. Make sure you do what the word says, but don't, you know, don't don't let the leader be the stumbling block in this case.
0: Yeah, what they're telling you isn't necessarily wrong. It's right. Do what they say because mm-hmm. they're telling you to do these things, and it's not wrong but they're not actually doing them. So don't let that stop you. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So Which uh very applicable to today. Right. We see that all the time. And that's a huge wrestle within the church and even outside of the church. Like your leadership, do you respect your do you respect leaders? And then I mean do you do you throw out everything good that they've done or said? just because of whatever blow up then occurs or because of their hypocrisy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is really challenging. Like I have some books on my shelf of, of guys that I think is mostly guys I, I can't think of any gals the their stuff on my shelf that I later found out that they had a major moral failing. Sure. Uh, a significant, and I'm talking about like a pattern, not not just a,
0: not just a slip up, but like
2: yeah, I'm, but really a a lifetime pattern that never changed, and it really causes me to go, ugh, do I read that book? <clears throat> and before I found out about that pattern,
0: totally would have read it.
2: Probably would have read it,
0: right. totally would have referenced it, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, absolutely, yep, and some wisdom in there in the, in that particular area of their life, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I guess, that like, if you're looking at uh, a fruit pie and, and let's say part of the pie has mold on it, mm-hmm. oh, you definitely don't want to eat the part of the pie that has mold on it, right? No, uh, or, or maybe. Pie is not a good example. Maybe maybe it's not <laughs> mold, the but maybe it. it's burnt. Maybe something falls into it. Sure, you know something falls into the pie that you know that contaminates it, where you don't you definitely don't want to eat that piece of pie. Yeah,
1: it's gone past its expiration date.
2: But the rest of the pie, well, no, let's 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 say the pie comes out of the oven. It's piping hot, fresh. It smells good. It looks good. Someone walks by and and they got something in their hand and they, you know they're carrying dog poop. Why would you do that? Who knows? But they're carrying dog poop and the dog poop falls into part of the pie. Yep.
1: I was going to go back to his cocaine reference, but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but part of yeah. the doesn't matter how how part part of the pie gets ruined, but part of it is still very much edible. Mm -hmm. Do you still eat that part of the pie? Yeah. That's the wrestle. The good part. Yeah, the good part. The good part. I I think I personally, I think in this analogy, I'm going to go with the burnt. Because there's been many times where, all right, so we burnt, like my mom's cooking something. And we burn the cake. Or we burn the pie. Mm -hmm. Right? So the bottom is burnt to a crisp. But the top part totally still all right Mm. do you throw the whole pie out at what point is it too burnt to salvage right at at what point do you stop scraping the burnt part off of your grilled cheese because the rest of the sandwich is fine but the outside got fried
1: every grilled cheese I've ever made
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: consistency that's what we like
1: (laughs) I've gotten better but it's just been in the last year
2: Now I will say this going back to the mold analogy. Sure. Or let's say that it's it's cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um in leadership, if you let mold, you let cancer creep in and and you leave it unchecked. Uh cheese, I do this with with cheese, cheddar, block of chair cheese. Sure. i Cut off the parts that mm-hmm. are moldy.
0: Yeah. The outside of it. Yeah. The outside. You can still hack it off. And...
2: and, and, but if you don't deal with the mold, if you don't deal with the disease, if you don't deal with the sin issue, it will soon overtake. And there becomes a point to where, all right, you're no longer qualified for leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right you ignore the cheese in the back of the fridge for
0: how deep does this go Mm -hmm. right sure right yep
1: yeah
0: Uh, that reminds me of uh there's a the song healer by hillsong Mm. um came out in 2008 um written by michael googly i don't know if i'm saying his last name right there i'm not It's pretty close. Google Ameki. It was inspired by his struggle with cancer, but it wasn't actually, like he didn't actually have cancer. He was just faking that because he had some gigantic internal, you can go look up the story if you want. He had some gigantic moral failings and like his hair was falling out because of it. And like, it was, it was a mess. And so there was a big wrestle of, do we keep singing this song, which is a fantastic song. Mm -hmm. If you don't know the story, if you have no idea, this song is powerful. Right. But if you know the story, does that song lose all its power? I don't know. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it still. Like, the song is good. But.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it some of that would depend on how close you are to. Sure. To the writing of the song. I, I'd imagine that if you are part of the writing process or to, the closer you are, if to that whole process and you and you know more intimately mm-hmm. you know and, and it's painful to know that this was written under false pretense and this was sold to you under false pretense. I mean that's absolutely um so that's uh interesting. Yeah.
0: So do as i do do as i do as i say not as i do do as they say not as they do mhm it's interesting but there you go that's moses seat
2: Oops.
0: all right well uh so interesting this is a uh, something that fell by the wayside ended up on the cutting room floor for the sermon here <coughs> we were uh when we were brainstorming this last week we talked a little bit about uh oh, so we've got this idea of judas um, going from being a, a disciple and the money that, you know, it, it's not like, like I said in the sermon, he wasn't some sort of villainous character, some sketchy dude. He's sitting right next to Jesus at the Last Supper. Uh, he's a trusted member of the disciples. He's one of the twelve.
2: There's Gnostic writings as late as 300 AD that indicated that he was uh, Jesus's best friend,
0: Right there, uh, he's sitting in that seat right next to him. Yeah, at the Last Supper, because he's dipping, dipping his bread in the same bowl. Um, so he, he goes from this this close position to now he's betraying him. I say, well, how how could this turn happen so quickly? Um, one of the things that popped into my head was was Peter.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? And we've got the sewed moment, and then the get-behind-me-Satan Or it popped into your head. Was it you, Rob, that thought of this, or was it me? I can't remember. It was
2: definitely one of us.
0: There was two of us in the room, and one of us thought of this. Because it ended up on the whiteboard. Is Uh, this where,
1: like, you two have become one moment? Like, your brains have melded together?
0: No, I think it's that we're both old and can't remember anything. So, ancient of days and dementia of days over here. So, uh... I think, I think that's what's going on. But uh, regardless, one gift. of us thought of this. <laughs> I am a gift. Uh, one of us thought of this. It ended up on the board. Peter <laughs> uh, has this moment at Caesarea Philippi where he realizes that, like he, and he says this, and it's Jesus, oh, you're the Messiah. And Jesus says, this came from God. This is a sowed moment, right? This is a, you have been given, this is a, a like, Boy Scout badge for you, Peter. Gold star three times over. Mm-hmm. And then the next, then like, right in the next verse, Peter, what it, what does Peter say that he? It's the it shouldn't be so because Jesus says he's gonna die. Yeah, right. And Peter's like, no, may it not be so. And and Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Right. Once again, I'm showing that I'm really good at memorizing things. Uh, that might have been my favorite part of the, about this sermon is that I got to make fun of the fact that I can't memorize worth beans. Uh, so fantastic there. Um, I had no idea that I'd have so many opportunities to show off my lack of memorization. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> uh, that wasn't planned, actually. Uh,
2: it's like a pipe Piper moment. Ah,
0: so good. So
2: good. Because you can't memorize for beans. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah So anyway, we've got this this so Hashtag
2: #mixing metaphors. Uh,
0: yes, yes he is.
1: <laughs> Rob's being the distractor. Today. Rob, you're
2: a gift. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: wrapped up in string, fantastic. Uh, so we get this flip. He, G- Peter goes in the matter of in a matter of minutes. It seems like from this god moment to get behind me and jesus is calling him satan so i i what the the purpose of that is this it's it's really easy for us to take our eye off of the prize to to lose sight of of what god is doing i think um
2: and the issue is the same they both have peter and judas have their own agenda
0: their own mm-hmm. expectations of how this is going to go right jesus says
2: nah, i'm you know i'm gonna die and may it
0: not be so mm-hmm. can't be no that's not how it's gonna go jesus no way we're no how doing,
1: we're not doing it that way
0: <laughs> that's not what happens to the messiah i just called you messiah you can't die in fact uh i don't know this might come up later in our later in our sermons but uh as we get Close to the end of Jesus's week, but some of the rabbis will teach that Peter's betrayal of Jesus is actually worse than Judas's.
2: The denial, the three, the
0: denial, the three denials, the three denials yeah. of Peter is actually more grievous than Judas's selling him out. Which, in my mind, I still haven't figured out how they rationalize that. Um, but that's that's just me. Uh, but it, apparently, this is this is the case. So, <laughs> something to something to wrestle with as we approach that part of the story later on in the series. But uh, yeah, so little little cutting room floor tidbit there. Uh, let's talk about the origins of Judas's name. Scary it.
2: So I've seen a couple different theories out there. I would say that one is probably the Hebrew theory, uh, and the other is more of the Gentile theory. And i um, not sure which one's correct. I, but um, the Hebrew theory is that Iscariot is a... Rendering of the Hebrew word uh, ish, Kariot. Kariot is a town that's south of uh, Jerusalem, in the in the province of Judah, and Ish would be man. So be man of Kariot. Uh, if this is true, Judas would be the only Judean out of the disciples, and and that may be. And then some theorize that is the reason why he is betraying Jesus. Uh, Jesus, coming out of Galilee, he uh, is initially drawn to his message, but then later becomes disenfranchised with, with Jesus. Jesus spends most of his ministry uh, kind of battling... The Pharisees, like there's way more conversation. There's, there's, three full years of of uh, verbal jousting mm-hmm. with the with the Pharisees. If Judas is Judean, mm-hmm. then he's likely going to have um sy- sympath- sympathies for the Sadducees. Sure and may appreciate Jesus taking the Pharisees to task
0: hmm
2: uh just you know being hometown, sure, you know, Gomer as it were mm-hmm. or Homer <laughs> <laughs> hometown Homer, um mixing more metaphors,
0: yeah, you are, <laughs> oh my goodness,
1: at this point, I don't even know what the metaphors are; they're just all going over my head.
0: Fully mixed, shaken, not stirred.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I like that. On ice. Never. Mind. Um, the other, the other option is that uh, it's a corruption of the Latin word "secarius," which means murderer or assassin. As an indication of family origin, it suggested that he belonged to the. Sikari, the most radical Jewish group, some of whom were terrorists. Yeah. And so.
0: Sikari actually meant Daggerman. Daggerman? Daggerman. Hmm.
2: So, as an option, uh, you know, if, if Jesus is saying things like, Give the, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, You'll,
0: that's not going to sit well with him if he's a zealot. Right. Anybody from the zealot category is not going to like that. Which, if if we know, we know that there was at least one zealot because there was Simon the Zealot. He's identified Simon the Zealot, and if Judas Iscariot, if Iscariot is a derivative of the Sicarii, then that would be two of them out of his Mm -hmm. disciples would fall
2: into that category. And and so the question becomes, well. Why would he go to the Sadducees? Why would he go to the chief priest? Uh, You know, he he may be more. uh, He may prefer the the Jewish chief priests over the those who are Herodian or those who are Roman. Mm -hmm. And so, if he sees Jesus as being sympathetic towards. Towards uh, the Romans, in any way, shape, or form, that could potentially push him.
1: That makes sense.
2: To uh, to betrayal. So, anyway, just a couple different options. I think they have their own implications. Uh, I would probably lean towards the Ishkariot explanation, just because the the Hebrew thinkers are are saying this. I've seen a couple of different sources, uh, one being Messianic Jewish, the other uh, coming out of the encyclopedia, uh, the Jewish encyclopedia of 1906, hmm. which uh, they didn't have Messianic leanings at all. In fact, they were not very friendly towards... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like old Jesus? They didn't like old Jesus, no. Not a big fan? Hmm. All right
0: there you go mm-hmm fantastic ah uh, well let's uh let's talk a little this is another cutting room floor bit uh, there's a lot of good stuff that just didn't end up in the sermon um, like I guess no knowing, knowing how to edit things out but uh, we're gonna look at John 12 uh, down in verses 20 through 33 I don't know if I'll read the whole thing I might just spark note it for you here Um, But it starts off, now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, with a request. Uh, Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Pretty simple request. Philip went to Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied with a straight answer that very clearly answered their question. That's not true. Uh, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Very truly. I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me and where I am. My servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. This sounds exactly like what they were asking, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Super straightforward answer.
1: So that's a yes, Jesus.
0: <laughs> so they wanna come see you. Yeah, yeah, yes. So you're saying there's a chance? Uh <clears throat> and, and, and so he continues talking and then he he wraps it up in thirty. Jesus said this voice was for your benefit, not mine after a voice from heaven shows up. So that then the voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, I will glorify it again. Uh the crowds there and hear it like this is this is a big moment. Uh but uh he did this to show what kind of death he was going to die. You're like this is this is really odd that we we start with this Gentiles or the the Greeks, the Gentiles want to see Jesus, and we end up with this this interlude of him going complete squirrel, it seems, and then a voice from heaven to Show in what way he's going to die, and Rob, you had some insight onto what was going on in this verse.
2: Yeah. So, first of all, I've used this passage to talk to my wife about our approach with our kids that we don't always have to answer their questions because sometimes <laughs> our our kids ask questions that are not germane to the conversation that needs to happen. And Jen's so, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like she, my wife it gets so fresher, she's like they're asking me this question and it's not even what I want to talk about I'm like then don't talk about it like Jesus doesn't know <laughs> like Jesus is driving the conversation where he wants to drive it and, and someone wants to derail or someone has a different agenda and you don't have to go there as a parent you know like that's why you're the parent so but what I believe is going on here is that you have people coming from around the globe, uh, and in and that time of the world, it was the known world, which would have been clear up to probably uh, Great Britain.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it was a uh, smaller uh, world, and and there are people that are they, they are living. They're coming out of Greek culture they they have the Jewish faith they um are probably um Jews that are part of the 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 diaspora so they they were dispersed mm-hmm. at some point and they find the disciples of Jesus that have Greek names
0: mm-hmm Philip and Andrew.
2: And so uh, apparently those are not strong Jewish names, Um, very Greek in nature. And so these Greeks find Greek the disciples that represent them, Mm -hmm. and they want to meet Jesus. Now, I imagine in the disciples' minds, first of all, they they already had the the triumphal entry— and they had the hoshanah they had the the crowds they're
0: coming in everybody's on their side
2: everybody's in the you know in a, in a fever and uproar all the uh,
0: crowds are loving his teaching for the last 2 days
2: and and this is probably the folks coming from judea and as they're traveling they are singing some of these psalms and hymns and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they see jesus who's been doing miracles in their towns for for 3 years. Sure. And
0: they're all coming into Jerusalem for Passover.
2: Yeah, they're 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 traveling in From bands all over the place, yeah. And so, you know, this is this is like uh, a rock fest that's taking place in town and 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 people are traveling to that town f- for that event and mm. and they're they're carpooling and, this and is Woodstock. Yeah.
0: Warp tour. Yep. What's the
1: Creation Fest.
0: Oh, stop that! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. Th- uh, what's the What's the new like war- Woodstock Warp Tour? Th- what's the new Coachella? One? Coachella, there it is. It was some <laughs> dumb name.
1: I like Creation <laughs> Fest better, but what a Coachella! <laughs>
0: yeah, but we wanted one that actually had people
2: come to it. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went once.
2: Coachella sounds like an off-brand for Nutella. <laughs> all
0: I can think of is like bad, like it's like a knockoff fur.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: That's all I can think of whenever I hear Coachella.
2: So, but nonetheless, <laughs> derailed. <laughs> so back. So the disciples, <laughs> they were there for the hosanna. Oh, yeah, right, and and then Jesus. You know, slaps down as you said. Uh, the teachers
0: drops the haymaker on the religious leaders. You know, the <laughs> a couple sat, of times.
2: You know, they the, they got to clear the temple. Yeah, they got like twenty five football fields. We clear out
0: the whole temple courts. We get rid of the money tables. Like this is it. Yeah, hammer's
2: coming down. And, you know, and so that's mom, Tuesday, mom, mom, mom. or that's Monday, and then it, and and this is Tuesday, and Jesus is is. Is talking about their teachings in particular, and yep. and and he's sparring with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and and doing his Jedi mind tricks, and and he's he's winning all those battles. Jesus jukes, mm-hmm. and imagine that the disciples are going, we are about to take this globally.
0: We got all these people from out of town, and they want to come hear Jesus,
2: and the crowds want like the the leaders from around the world want to talk to you jesus and jesus says
0: this is an opportunity for expansion
2: jesus says there's only one choice
0: he starts talking about what how his death is going to be completely not what we would expect from you know yeah church leader
2: yeah, there's only one ending. There is yeah. only one ending to—and Jesus knows exactly how this week is going to go down. And and even when it, the disciples think they're helping him. Sure. Right. And some would suggest that Judas was just trying to push Jesus into the limelight, but by betraying him, that Judas maybe mm-hmm. uh, had more insight than all the other disciples that— that
0: Yep. I actually fall in that opinion. I, I I like that opinion about what Judas is doing. Um, I think that he's trying to force Jesus's hand so to speak, or push that along. He's like, Jesus needs some help to actually get this going.
2: Oh we, we've probably have seen that take place where where a leader needs to make a decision and the underlings are like, did you know this? By the way. Mm -hmm. And he tried to, whether it's like, hey, you know, Frank needs to go and we need to help the boss see that Frank needs to go. And so we were just going to help the situation. Mm -hmm.
1: You know what it, like, the thing that made me cover my eyes and go like this was, it reminds me of like the time. Put your hands on your forehead. Uh,
0: That's that's what go like this was. Yeah. For all of you listening and not viewing this podcast. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Logan James Daly. I appreciate your help in helping them visualize.
2: (laughs) He's such a a gift. I'm just here to be a gift. He's such a gift.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like when this is like way old school, like the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing where like Uh, somebody in the Tanya Harding party and she knew about it, we found out later, takes out Nancy Kerrigan. like
2: Sure. Takes out and... As in takes a bat to her knee, mm-hmm. yeah you know. right, no, not as in on a date, <laughs> no right, no it takes right. yeah, no, it takes her out with a bat to the knee,
1: but it was in order to get Tanya Harding to be number one and yep. to get that like
0: it was like this is not actually that's not actually the help that we needed, yeah, but that's
2: the help we got what Olympics was it that was 96, ninety six ninety I was young,
1: yeah.
0: Young enough, I don't really
2: remember it. 1994. Yeah. Okay. I was three.
1: Pretty close.
2: (laughs) Feeling great. 1994. Man. Of course, I I don't
0: remember anything, though, so.
1: Right, dementia.
0: Dementia of days. (sighs) Yeah. It's fine. We're all fine. I was in
1: my, I want to be an ice skater phase, but I didn't do ice skating, so we just did lawn skating.
0: Okay. All right, all right. I could do a lot. Did you practice swinging a bat? Because I hear that's how you become the net. No,
1: I did not. But man, I could do a triple axle on the grass. Like, like a champ. Like a boss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you said lawn skating, and I was like, I have never heard that term before. That's, that's exactly that's what, that's we what we were she doing.
1: Said. <laughs> yeah. Lawn.
2: We would practice
1: ice skating on the lawn.
2: <laughs> With ice skates?
1: No, just our shoes.
0: So they would prance around the lawn pretending to ice skate. Yeah. Okay. That's just. Just Me? so we all got that same <laughs> mental image. Me, okay,
1: my sister, so, and the neighbors.
2: So for hours. When I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, my best friend, he did that kind of skating, but on roller skates.
1: Okay. Holy cow!
2: Which is some of that's, I think, harder in roller skates because you're trying to overcome four sure. four wheels versus mm-hmm. you know a blade on ice. Sure, but they they did similar kinds of things. No triple axles, but similar kinds of moves. Maybe I don't. Maybe they did triple axels. Who knows? I just and so that's what I was expecting. When you were like, "Oh, I want to, I want to do this," and, and no, we would nope. just nope. just Pretend on the lawn to be ice skaters just on,
0: the on the grass. It's like rhythmic gymnastics, basically. Yeah. My goodness! Fantastic.
2: Huh? Uh, it's, it's too bad. Curling became a sport and not lawn skating.
1: I don't know. Curling's pretty cool.
0: Curling's dope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's dope because guys with bods like ours can actually do that at the Olympics. I am not
0: flexible enough to curl.
1: Can we do a a curling team?
0: We have... Oh, my gosh. Not this again. There has been plots for Mission Ridge to have a curling team for years. I'm not against it. We just got to assemble the thing and actually make it happen. There you go. So if you're interested in joining the Mission Ridge curling team, send Jen an email at info at We'll make sure she gets it.
1: Absolutely. I, I hope I get an email.
0: You're going to
2: get the most emails.
0: <laughs> you get like five or six. Be like, curling team. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. If you don't get one from your mom, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'm well, calling you out, Marguerite. Is that like a is... participation email? I'm
1: trying to get him to move over here.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a That would be fantastic. Yeah. Or a fantastic. We just don't know. I'm so over that word. It's bugging me now that I realize, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, moving right along. That's uh, about all we got to talk about today. <laughs> so by moving right along, I mean, we're moving to the end of this podcast. <laughs> we're going to continue on with our... Uh, Unless either of you have anything else you want to add? No. Nope. All right, Fantastic. I mean. There it is again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we a nervous twitch. Thank you, Kyle, for introducing me that to that phrase.
1: Can <coughs> we get like a package of tennis balls and every time you f- say it, we'll throw a tennis ball at you?
0: I mean, I like catch. Yeah.
1: We'll throw one and then throw another one so you can't catch it so it hits you. <laughs> so that there's a... Pavlonian response disturbing.
0: (laughs) (coughs) You underestimate my power. Uh, Anyway, uh, we are going to continue on through the last week of Jesus. (laughs) We'll be on to Wednesday this week, correct? Yeah, because I had Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday.
2: We will be on a Wednesday, and it may be the longest sermon because of everything we got to cover.
0: There's. I I thought there was a lot. I was looking at this earlier. I thought there was a lot on Tuesday, but no Wednesdays
1: I thought Wednesday was the day where there's like it's silent. I don't know. Am I missing the joke and you you guys are We don't serve in club until later, guys. This (laughs) sucks.
0: (laughs) You know, if a picture can say a thousand words, a silent day could say more. We just don't know. That's some guru wisdom from Logan Daly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's worth anything, but you can write that one down. Mike, are you still running? Because you should be. (laughs) Nevertheless, that's about all we got today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.